Hey there, I'm Mike. Some of you know me from the Twisted Cape. Some of you know me because I get knocked down, but I get up again. But regardless of how you know me, you know I love comics, and that's what we talk about on this podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Mike's Big Stack. Oh, hell yeah, my thickies. Welcome to the show. Recording this week at the Great Wall of Thickness. Uh, in my nerdy hands are a bunch of new comic books that were all out Wednesday, June 24th, uh, up front. Uh, this is a very strong week of books. My enjoyment factor was sky high. I really enjoyed everything about uh, most of these books here. Uh, as we, as we uh, get things moving here, uh, I just want to make sure that we go ahead and rate the thickness of my stack. So let's Texas two-step and hit up Mike's Thickometer. Oh, yeah. Mike's Thickometer. Damn, COVID has had this at our second straight average week. But at least it's all fresh books, no old stories, so that's a plus. Uh, five out of ten on the Thickometer, which is uh, okay, I guess. Like lukewarm bathwater. Anyway, let's start with the DC titles. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, Batman number 93. Uh, this is a journey to Joker War. This seems to be the end of the designer storyline. Uh, I gave this a 4 out of 5. Good book. Uh, it, it shows Batman's detective skills off like real hard um, and just basically lays the entire plan out. And uh, it goes to fight. Um, the designer however um in in the side it looks like selena kyle is doing work to um steal a whole bunch of money it was from bruce wayne and there's also a cool fight between harley quinn and punchline and uh punchline slits harley's throat she might be dead like i don't i don't know i don't know it's it's so ambiguous um but I mean, that that could have real consequences. Uh, so Batman goes and fights and takes the hood off the designer and re- and talks about how he's been fighting a corpse and then starts talking to Joker, who's been puppeteering the designer uh, remotely all this time um, and knows that Catwoman has been uh, off. And uh, then Slade turns on Batman to try and complete the contract. Um, he just basically stabs Batman straight through the leg. Which is, uh, you know, not great. <laughs> not great for Batman. Uh, punchline, it seems like, shoots ca- uh, Catwoman. Um, and then the very last page is that Joker is now worth over $100 billion with a B dollars. Um, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen in Joker War, but this was such a fun read. Uh, most of the DC titles this week were just an absolute just action-packed thrill ride which is great um then over to the green lantern 80th anniversary issue uh 100 pages of stories you get stories from uh alan scott hal jordan sinestro um there's a green lantern and green arrow story uh, written by the now late denny o'neill which sucks um it's like a send-off from him that's a great story um there's kyle rayner story it's my that's my boy right there there's a Kilowog and Guy Gardner story, a John Stewart story, um, a Jessica Cruz story, Simon Bass story, uh, and a a four part 
uh, a four lantern story called Four: Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, and Kyle Rayner. Um, all these stories are really cool, and there's some really cool splash art. Like these, these 80th anniversary editions have just been super, super cool, um, and I've enjoyed them a lot. Um, I gave it a three and a half out of five, and that was because um, it would have been higher. But the what these they usually propel the future of the of the characters forward. They they usually add a, a story like, "Hey, here's what's coming," and we didn't really get that in this book, which is kind of um, kind of sucky. I mean, I I look forward to that, seeing what's you know what you guys have planned, but we didn't really get anything. Moving on to Flash number 756. Uh, Flash is dealing with uh, the death in his mind of Godspeed. Um, and that's, it's not good for him. Meanwhile, we see Zoom just out recruiting like a son of a bitch. He goes and finds Grodd and recruits Grodd from back in the past. Um, the other speedsters show up. Um, and Barry tells them to run away. Um, then there's, you know, there's a whole bunch of other rogues and and enemies of the flash that are are uh sought out by by thawne so you have captain cold and golden glider um you have the at the very very end of the book um he recruits the tornado twins um and you know flash just tries to uh put his family on the sidelines uh in the meantime because he doesn't want them to see him kill kill thawne uh, and Thawne uh, also recruits the turtle, um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, it's this is a fun read because there's a whole lot of stuff happening on the Thawne front, um, but the, I don't know, like, I feel like Barry's done this dance so many times where he's tried to isolate himself, and it doesn't work out, uh, but, you know, it's it's there. Uh, still a whole lot of fun. Um Four out of five, I can probably bump that down to three and a half uh, in retrospect. Um, Justice League number 47 was next on my list. And uh, the Justice League is fighting Tartarus. And the Spectre has basically lost control. And that anger is just spilling out into everywhere in the world. Except for with the Justice League here fighting. Um, And it, it ends up with them really being captured by Tartarus. Uh, who's not just a place, but also a god. Um, and they, the Justice League, stretch to forgive each other because they feel like they're about to die. Um, it's like, you know, there's a whole bunch of confessions um, here. You can tell they're friends, and it's it's really cool. Which leads Jim Cor- Corrigan to pull the Spectre back into himself. Um, and, uh, you know, he tells, he tells God that he forgives God. And, uh, you know, he becomes the Spectre again in all his full Spectre glory. Uh, and then, um, you know, the, the League patches up some stuff, and it's a really nice ending to a story. Um, nothing, No teaser about what's coming next, um, but this was also very, very action-packed. I went three and a half out of five on that. Uh, then we come up on Justice League Dark number 23. I gave this a four out of five. Um, there's There's a whole lot in here. Um, I thought there was going to be more Wonder Woman stuff based off of how the last one ended, uh, but there wasn't. There was a whole lot of Constantine stuff, and Constantine made it seem like he was double-crossing the League, and uh, what he did was actually bring Swamp Thing back to life. Um, but he doesn't really remember Abby. Um, 
you know, he takes out Woodrow. I mean, Constantine does a lot. He sacrifices a lot. He gives him, he gives up a, a lot in this issue. Um, and then uh, it ends with uh, Zatanna having a dream about drowning. She's been taken off the board earlier uh, in the issue, and uh, she's recovering, and she's dreaming about drowning. And then the, uh, the upside-down man uh, shows up again, and... Um, my God, this guy's terrifying. I like hate looking at him. He's creeps me the fuck out. Um, but uh, really good. I really enjoyed this. Four out of five. And then finally on the DC front, uh, we have Teen Titans number 42. Um, so th- this story is really centering on Robin and his relationship with Alfred. Um, he He's lost Alfred, obviously, if you've not been paying attention. Alfred's been murdered by Bane. Um, and he feels lost because he doesn't know what to do. You know, his team is broken up. His mentor is gone. His father barely pays attention to him. So that's a kind of a fuck you to Batman because he's kind of a douche. What a douche, Batman. Take care of your kids. Take care of your kids. Um, but outside of that, um, there's a whole lot of Robin figuring things out. The team kind of gets back together without officially getting back together. And they find out that Brother Blood has been uh, murdered, despite the fact that his mind has been wiped, and he couldn't really do anything bad. Um, and um, Robin basically tells the team, "Yeah, you need, you need to know what happened." He, it's like he's not he's not coming along, uh, which is weird. Um, but we'll see. And it ends with uh, Batman um, in a room with the chessboard that's referenced earlier with Alfred. Uh, with a picture of Demon and Alfred on the floor. Uh, the next issue, it looks like they're going to try and figure out who killed Brother Blood. Um, good issue. Uh, I gave it a four. I really enjoyed it, man. I know some people don't like Damien as Robin. They think he's too whiny, but um, I think he's pretty cool, especially in this one. Alrighty. When we get back, uh, I'll jump into the Marvel titles this week. Hey, friends. Hope you're enjoying Mike's Thick Stack this week. Just wanted to let you know that if you're not already, subscribe to the Twistcast. It's a really good time and a really fun show. We talk about the news of the week. We also get into some silly hijinks and talk about some pretty cool topics. Also, if you're already subscribed and listening, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, which is a pretty sweet platform for podcasts like ours. We look forward to hearing your feedback and talking to you more in the future. Thanks, and now back to the show. Yeah, we're back. Okay. Oh, jump in. Starting off with Avengers Empire number zero. Number zeros are weird because, you know, it's still a book. It's, it should still count, but it's not part of that that specific series. I don't, it's kind of like a backup setup type thing. Either way, that doesn't matter. Uh, four and a half I, out of five on this one. I loved this book, man. It just gives so much history and so much happens. Um, it's kind of cool to me because um, it's told from Tony Stark's perspective. Um, you know, he's, it starts out with him having a dream and then a whole bunch of stuff basically falling in, in line here from that dream. Avengers end up in what's supposed to be the blue area of the moon, which is now a green and a garden altogether. And you get this uh, super cool backstory about um, the Kotati uh, because they were in 
it, a part of the whole Kree Scroll War, part of that conflict. Um, and they weren't supposed to build, and they were wiped out, but not really. Um, so the Avenger Swordsman makes a comeback here, but he's completely made out of plants. Uh, the Kotati had taken him over, um, and he's he's really just helping trying to defend this this area. Um, and they come across this uh, this guy Sequoia, who who Thor is very friendly with. Um, you know, he he knew him, uh, and, and just like it's so cool because Tony like almost sort of finds religion if it seems like like he he says often that he's not um you know a a believer in destiny he believes you make your own destiny and there's lots of ties to other books in here from incoming number 1 uh which I wish I'd done but I wasn't doing this podcast yet um and at the very end here you get a shot of the fantastic 4 um so uh, I mean, this book is just so cool, so detailed, and runs throughout the Avengers history, um, and it's it feels like it's setting up something big. This event could be something huge, which I, I don't generally get to see anymore, because most events are kind of shitty. Alright, moving on to Immortal Hulk number 34. I gave this a 4 out of 5. Um, this is a really cool look at the leader and his many deaths and restarts over time. And there's a lot of focus in here on the Green Door, which uh, we may have talked about before. I don't know if we've been doing the show that long to do a whole lot of that. Um, and, man, Leader just, uh, you know, you get to see why he hates and also loves Bruce Banner and all the Hulks and Gamma, everything. Um, it's a real it's a real mindfuck. It's a journey and a half, and it's real twisted. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, I highly recommend this book. This is a horror book, basically at its core. Um, but there's a lot of really cool, almost psychological horror, uh, along the way. So, uh, yeah, really good book. Four out of five. Iron Man 2020, number four. Um, remember when I just said events sometimes are shit? Uh, I didn't really like this one. Two and a half out of five. Um, part of this is, part of what makes it really, really good is that the art is so crisp and um, it's, it's kind of cartoony, uh, but I don't know. Um, and then there's uh, there's a couple big revelations here. They bring Jocasta back, um, but I'm, I'm not sure that we can entirely trust that reboot. Yeah, I'm not sure she's not still being controlled by Bane. Uh, elect, uh, Electronics, I think, is their, their company name. Uh, Arno Stark... Um, you know, is doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, not great. Not great. He, he, uh, his parents, um, he finds his parents wandering the streets because he's basically been keeping them uh, prisoner, but they get really sick and then essentially die. And he's like, I can start over. I can rebuild you. Um, which is really weird. Um, and then we go on this whole journey with Friday and Mark one. And we find out that Mark One is actually Tony. We there's been moments of doubt in here, thinking that it wasn't Tony. Um, he's not Tony. He he never was Tony. He was just an AI. And uh, at the end, you know, he he reembraces himself and is like, "Oh yeah, I am Tony Stark. I'm not just some construct." Um, so I mean, it's just. <sighs> I just didn't really enjoy it that much. It just feels like it's been kind of meandering along. It's like, I kind of want you to get to the point, and we haven't really gotten there. 
So two and a half. Two and a half. Hopefully it ends stronger than the middle has been. It's been kind of sagging. Um, but, you know. All right. Uh, last book here. Thor number five. Um, I gave this book the rare five out of five. I mean, it's just so cool. It's so good. The art, first of all, is phenomenal. Um, big ups to you, Nick Klein. That's, that's, uh, that's grade A quality work. Um you know, and Donny Case does a really good job just weaving this story in and out. Starts with Sif, thinking about Volstag, and then you know, you go back to Thor and Galactus confronting the Black Winter. And um you know, Thor's pretty powerful, but the Black Winter is even more powerful. And, you know, he's basically taunting Thor as he's fighting just this this rogues gallery of rogues galleries you know there's apocalypse there's dr doom um there's annihilus uh there's mephesto there's surter there's mangog there's loki um it's just absolutely nuts and then at the very end it's revealed that um galactus is the black winter's herald and that just blew my mind it was absolutely amazing i can't wait to see where this continues to go um this, this story seems like it's just going to be absolutely amazing. All right, looking ahead to next week, I'm looking forward to reading a bunch of digital-only books. Uh, in a rare turn of events, there is nothing new in store next week. So I could have taken a week off, but fuck that. Uh, next week from DC, I'm going to talk about the Jack Kirby classic, New Gods. And then we're going to do some Static Shock. On the Marvel end, we're going to do Adam, the Legend of Blue Marvel, and Deathlock. Uh, so that's all the time we have for this week. Of course, make sure you subscribe to the Twisted Cape on your favorite podcast platform. We're at the Twisted Cape, no spaces on every social media platform: Facebook, The Grant, Twitter, and YouTube. Oh, also make sure you drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We love getting that feedback. Uh, make sure you tune into the weekly uh, Wednesday uh, on the Twisted Cape's uh, Facebook page or YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, leave in them comments, y'all. Uh, we hit them things at the end of every show. Uh, finally, make sure you shoot us some feedback on this show, the twistedcape at gmail.com, and make sure you use subject line MTS. Thanks for tuning in, so until next time, you're never going to keep me down. Stay safe, stay twisted. Fix that.